Uh, preach, but instead of preaching, I'll be facilitating um, hearing a testimony from uh, two members, two, two people who have been attending our church for quite a while now, um, but who I don't think we've had the privilege to hear their story and their journey. Um, and so I, I sent a message out about two weeks ago to Tim, uh, Tim Richmond, and I said, Tim, look, I've got this idea to, I'd love to, to, I love testimony, you know, hearing people's testimonies. And and you guys have been around for a while, but I don't think people have heard your story. You know, would you guys be keen to, to share a bit about your journey to faith and, and you know, how that how that came about? And, and he said yes, um, which was amazing. And so, Tim and Rach, if you guys want to come up and bring your beautiful kids, Rocco and Rosie, up with you, we're going to hear uh, from Tim and Rach today. We're going to have a conversation. Um, I'll ask a few questions. And Daryl, if you just want to pray for us. Okay. Just pray. Lord, I just um, I want to thank you for uh, just our different stories and how you the different ways of which you have opened our eyes to the truth of your existence and for our need for your forgiveness. And I just pray this morning, Lord, that you help Tim and Rach just to um to be able to express this as clearly as they as they can and I just Pray for our own hearts, Lord, that they are open and, and receptive. I pray this in your name. In, in your name. Amen. Can you do one more task? Can you grab my book out of the pram? It's got all the questions in it. That would be helpful. I haven't memorised all the questions yet. Yeah, team effort. Look at that. Throw it across the moat. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> um, cool. So, thanks for, for agreeing. And thank you, kids, for coming up here too. Do you want to do you want to tell us how old you all are first? How old are you, Tim? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. How old are you, Rocco? Uh, Thirty-two. You're two, are you? Wow, two years old. How old are you, Rachel? 31. 31. And I'm 26. <laughs> I had to think about that. And how old's Rosie? One. One. Okay, so one, two, three, you guys are close in age. Um, so first off, before we jump into kind of the more, you know, uh, deep stuff, I thought these guys, you know, don't really know a whole ton about you. And so what do you guys do when you've got a bit of spare time? We had a brief chat, and I know that you've got a, a fascination in yeast. <laughs> or at least products of yeast. Do you want to share about what you like to do with yeast? <laughs> um, uh, so I've been interested in homebrewing and baking for bread. And those are all the yeast products. I'm <laughs> interested in. That's it. Rach, what do you like to do in your spare time? I don't have that much spare time, but yeah, what I do, I like selling and Gardening and drawing. Okay. Nice. So take note. You need beer? Go to Tim. 
You need to patch up your clothes, go to Rach. Done, okay? How good's that? And um, I'd like to, I mean, it'd be cool to know a bit about where you've come from. Um, so I guess for each of you, where did you grow up? And um, tell us a bit about kind of your, your family, like who, who was in your family and, and where are you in kind of the family, uh, you know, your oldest hierarchy gets to work. Um, so I grew up in Sydney, uh, over in Concord. I'm second of four kids. And I think our stories kind of converge after that. So we met in high school and have been together since. Church-wise, we were going to Wenton Baptist up until coming here, uh, since moving to the area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Morpera, um with my parents. I'm the second of four as well. Um, yeah, I've got an older sister and two younger brothers, and yeah, went to high school, met Tim, and yeah. What made Tim so outstanding as a, uh, a high school boy to give your heart to him? <laughs> well, one day he rocked up to school and he found a bunch of like old vinyl records. <laughs> And there was a meatloaf one, and I really wanted it. And, yeah, and he wouldn't give it to anyone. And I was like, we'll see if he gives it to me. And he did, and I was like, he's all right. <laughs> also, he was, um, yeah, he was kind of the kindest out of his group of boys that he hung out with. So he was, yeah, he was pretty special. Okay, so kindness, but also mainly that he gave you a bad out of hell record. Come on. I mean, that is commitment. <laughs> and Tim, what, uh, what stood about? I mean, how old were you guys when you, when you met? Pretty young, right? 16, 17? 16. High school sweethearts. Come on, like 16. That's a long... How long have you been together now? Uh, we've been married for eight years, but... Yeah, I mean, I can't I'm not good at math. You're good at math. You do the math. <laughs> 16 in your 30s, so almost 14 years? Yes. There you go. Married for eight, known each other for, for 14. Amazing. Um, and so uh, around kind of your your journey to faith, or, or I, I often find that, um, you know, that there's often particular people that are pretty influential um, that either sow a seed of faith or disciple or... Um, you know, are a role model in some way. Um, who are those people, who, who are those kind of influential people who um, helped in your kind of journey to faith? Rachel, if you want to start. Yeah, um, so my parents were a pretty big influence. Um, yeah, definitely raised in a Christian home and yeah, it was like teaching us about God was a big priority for them. Um, I think to the youth leader that I had when I was a teenager, she was just very, like, made the time for us. And our youth group was super small, it was like three of us. But she really invested the time um, and just showing kindness to us and just living out faith really practically. 
and in a way that kind of translates to teenage minds. Pretty cool. So I think that's always. And that was that was youth group at which church? That was at Ramsgate. Um, Ramsgate. Oh, I can't even remember the name. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I went there with my family when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was like a healing church under okay. Ron Whitman. I don't know if anyone's heard of him, but yeah. I haven't, but probably other wiser people have heard of Ron Whitman. Um, and Tim, what about you? Who were the kind of the people? Maybe we'll switch. I feel like this one's... Is this one louder? Yeah. yeah. Who were the, the influential people in your life? Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe you're just louder. That's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think just because Rachel and I have been together for half our lives, she's been very influential for me. Um, beyond that, I guess, similar. So family, parents, school, because we went to Christian school. Yeah. Um, I think... A, Previous pastors we've had, both had, together, have been very influential. Yeah. And so you've both grown up in families of faith. Um, yes. What What would you say were some uh, kind of early moments where um, the ball dropped for you in terms of it being not just something that you did, but something that you kind of integrated for yourself or... or um, or kind of, where, what was that, you know, were there any moments where it went from something that your family did to something that you kind of owned for yourself? Um, I'd, I'd say definitely when we, when I was outside of my family, so when we got married, moved out, and we were kind of left to fend for ourselves and realised that we don't have, well, sorry, I, and realised that I don't have to go to church if I don't want to, and then realising that I want to go to church. That was kind of a big one. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm similar in that definitely, like, my parents planted a lot of seeds with us, like, constantly talking about God's provision and, like, just living as a Christian, different things like generosity, kindness, um, yeah, like, hospitality, all of those kind of things. But I sort of... I don't know. I mean, I took it in, but was also like, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's kind of their stuff. And I don't think I really took God too seriously until we did get married. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff is so important. (laughs) God is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, like, that stuff around like when you're given the freedom to choose yeah who will you choose what do you choose yeah and it's just I think with our upbringing it was yeah pretty amazing to observe like Christians doing life but then even though you don't sort of even though I don't know for me I didn't take it in so seriously when I was younger um yeah just to have it solidified when we got married and yeah go yeah God needs to have like the prime position in my life and um, yeah that my faith it does stand on solid ground 
were there ever moments where your faith got shaken, where your faith maybe wasn't on as solid ground as you would have thought it was, um, and how, you know, I guess, what did that look like, and how did you kind of, what were the choices you made have to get through that? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think before we got married, like, you know, I definitely considered myself to be a Christian, but yeah, just wasn't really living it out, um, didn't really have too many fruits of the spirit. Um, but yeah, like, when we got married, a short time after, I think going through a period of like intense anxiety. Um, yeah, just realizing that I needed to be in constant relationship with God, and um, yeah, I think just bringing it to Him in moments of intense emotion and just asking God where He was. And yeah, I just remember opening the Bible one day, and this particular verse spoke really strongly to what I was going through. And I think from then, just going, you know what, like. God is ever present and he's there to help and yeah like he wants us to come to him with these things so yeah and thanks for, for sharing that Rachel I know that um, not just in our church but in our in our society in our communities um, I feel like now more than ever anxiety is super super common and there's a lot of us who have personally dealt with it um, as well as uh, I feel like everyone knows at least one, one person in their life who is who suffered or, or wrestled through a journey with anxiety? Um, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of, you know, staying there for a moment. What, what, um, what are the things that that really are something that you feel like you need to hold on to to get you through moments of of anxiety, either in the past or, or, or you know, present? Like, what what is it um, from kind of the truth of, of scripture or, or your relationship with God that? that really speaks to you in those moments? I think that God is, like, restorative and that, you know, there's promises in Scripture that talk about, like, after you've suffered a little while, like, God will restore and confirm you. And I've seen him do it, like over and over again because I'm that person that is very anxious that like you know struggles with anxiety and I also have a tendency to forget like what God's done or what he's like spoken to me sometimes so yeah I think I just have to frequently come back to him and his word in whatever has like brought up the anxious feelings um yeah but that that verse in particular is has been one that has which verse? Um, oh, I think is it from one Peter? I don't know if anyone knows where it's from. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, what does it say? Maybe if you. Oh, it says after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace will restore and strengthen and confirm you. And yeah. Yeah, I've seen that play out a lot of times mm. in my life, and yeah, I definitely come back to that as a promise. Mm. Well. No, I love that, Rach. And, and 
the, the idea that, that comes to mind as you're sharing that is like we don't have a God who who promises to keep us from suffering. Yeah. We're gonna suffer. Yeah, he doesn't say, follow me and you'll avoid all pain. He says, follow me and I'll walk with you through it and use it for your glory. Like I'll I'll work through it and restore you even through the worst of your pain. Um, and that's a really I love that that word even to just like that he restores you through it. Um, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Tim, what about you? Have there been what's um what are some <laughs> what are some moments where um you feel like God's showed up in really critical moments um, or, or, you know, times in your life where maybe you've cried out or, or kind of seen God, yeah, just kind of reveal himself when you really needed him. What was your answer? What was your answer? <laughs> what was your answer? <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, I suppose I, recently in the last year, um, we've obviously been trying to teach out, well, Rocco mostly, Rosa eventually, um, just more about God and just like how we engage with him and um, the whole whole piece, so his character and... Um, so part of that we've been focusing on making sure we do pray with him and get him to engage with the prayer and bring up what he wants to pray about, not just pray while near him. Um, so fortunately in the last year he's really been getting into it and you know throwing out people in the family, friends, toys that he wants to pray for. Um, so earlier in the year... We, I was just putting him to bed and just asking him what, who he wants to pray for, if there's anyone or anything, and he wanted to pray for his uncle and aunt. We hadn't seen them, spoken about them or anything for weeks. Oh, maybe not, not that bad, but a while. Um, so we just prayed for them, for their health, well-being, for God's protection over them. Um, and then within an hour later, Rachel got a text from him saying that they're at the hospital, that they're in a major car accident, that they're fine, but apparently they could have died, and the paramedics were quite surprised that they survived. So I think that was really big because it was something God gave us through Rocco, um, and we're able to, I guess, see his protection and the power of prayer. That's that's super interesting, Tim. I mean, an amazing story of of God showing up in a in a moment of kind of in a critical hour that you didn't even know was a critical hour. You didn't even know that, but, but God did. But I think something that's also having uh, having caught up with you guys. I remember when we were when we were over. Uh, you know, Rach kind of pointed out. Um, I asked this guy, these guys, <clears throat> you know, what do you see as strengths that you that you know you see in the other. And Ray, you said that you, you feel like Tim's got a real gift of prayer. That like just you, you see kind of power and, and things happen, you know, through through Tim when he prays. Yeah. And it's interesting that you know there's this idea in scripture of heritage blessings of of you know gifts and and, and also weaknesses that are passed down from from generation to generation. Um, 
and it's interesting that that you know that now even Rocco, there's power in his prayers, <laughs> but they're, that they you know is, is a heritage blessing that maybe you haven't even thought about, you know, teaching him. It's just kind of passed on. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Um. Yeah, something something that I want to, to ask you guys is around <coughs> around uh, you know things that, that keep you afloat, I guess, um, in terms of your walk with God. Um, what are some you know, over your you've been journeying for you know, with, with God for a while now, really, for both of you. De- you know, definitely more than ten years, maybe more than fifteen uh, for both of you. What have you found has kind of been anchor points for you um, in your walk with God? I suppose um, going back to prayer. Prayer. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, just, just making sure that I do communicate with God through prayer Um, and I guess having that as not just a a ritual sort of thing to do but actually actively finding situations where I I need to pray or I want to pray um, so that throughout the day whether it's something at work that I'm worried about or something that's happened with family that's great it's just having the thought to well I should pray about this or I really want to pray about this um, I think is really help, has been really helpful um, throughout my walk yeah for sure yeah. and uh, if you wouldn't mind staying there for a moment I in this season I don't know if, if other people have kind of wrestled with this but you know during lockdown I found increasingly you know I've I've actually really struggled with prayer um and I feel like, I don't know if it's like a narrowing down of my world into the things that are right in front of me rather than being engaged with the needs of others. Um, but I've really struggled to pray. Um, and even now, that's kind of a, I'm, I'm still kind of relearning the, the practice of prayer. Um, is there anything that you, you know, what, what would you say helps you? What are some practical tips or, or in terms of like cultivating a, a life of prayer? Well, I mean, I think in, in saying that prayers work well, I definitely having issues in other areas like making time to do more than prayer. So other than just praying and speaking with God, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm fine struggling to find time to read his word or have space to have some, some level of quiet time beyond prayer. So, I mean, it could just be me being, being lazy and finding, I can pray quickly and that's fine. Or... It could be that that's an area that I have strength in with God, but I, I can just I recognise that I have need needs in other areas that need um, growth. Yeah, Rach, what about you? What are what have been your anchor points in your walk with God? What have been things that you've come back to kind of time and again that have kept you kind of afloat and have helped you to kind of thrive in your faith? Yeah, I think journaling and just being in God's Word 
even if it's like just a few verses a day and that's all I can sort of remember um, or if I'm reading a passage and I just don't understand <laughs> need to like read a commentary with it yeah because um, yeah, God has given us his word and he does speak through it and yeah I found so many times you know I might be like oh you know at times it might feel like a chore to read the Bible but then I do it for a bit and I'm like oh you know it's a joy like God's promises are all throughout this and God's speaking to me through this and yeah I know too I often want to hear like oh God like speak to me so powerfully through the spirit you know and he does at times but I'm like he's also already given us his word and like he'll use that to speak as well yeah yeah and I just want to tap into something you mentioned before actually around um you said that you know, when you're, when you're wrestling with anxiety, it helps to remember what God's done before. Yeah. And you said alongside that, to cling to what he says now, yeah. like in his word. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing, it's amazing how we forget so quickly what God has done in our lives. We forget so quickly the powerful stuff he's done. Yeah. And also we, we like, there is that, I feel that, you know, not every day, but a lot. I feel that, like, that idea of, like, my devotional time or going to the Word is a chore and it's, like, labour and, like, I don't want to do it when I'm really exhausted. It's like, what's going on there? Like, that's, I, I don't know that that's just a, a huge, like, I feel like there's spiritual warfare happening there, right? Yeah. Have you felt that? Yeah, I think so, especially... You know, becoming a mum and then a mum of two, it's like, you know, I often have the thought of like, oh, when do I have time and, you know, um, should I read today and stuff. But And for a while I was like, oh, Lord, you know, help me get up early because I thought everyone had to get up early and have a quiet time at 5 But, like, I don't know, I feel like he's really been kind of faithful in, like, helping me there as well, like... Recently, you know, Rose's sleep has just been atrocious. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, you prayed God would help you to get up early. Like, <laughs> you're up at four and you can't get back to sleep. Like, what are you going to do? You know, like, Lord, you this know, is not what I meant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, be careful what you pray for as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and so recently I've been trying to, um, you know, and it doesn't happen like every day, but even mm. just trying to find those moments where I'm like, oh, I'm up at four, I can't get back to sleep. I have a quiet, peaceful moment, like, mm. let's, yeah, let's read something. Mm. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Mm. No, that's so, <laughs> that's so good to hear. And also like, man, the amount of times I've been up in the middle of the night and, and just being like, so angry that I'm up there rather than just going, well, I'm up, I may as well like, do something, like pray or you know, oh. listen to something. Oh, I get angry too. <laughs> I'm not like this perfect person that's just like, I'll read the Bible now. There's like, she wakes up, there's a bit of anger. I go and deal with her. And, then... and if you can't get back, no, that's good. No, for sure. And, and God's word is, is absolutely, and even, even that stuff around, again, like um, that stuff around, you know, wrestling with with anxiety is often often based around stuff that's not true, like these lies that um, that we that we believe that we live in lies, and it's a, like it's a constant wrestle to come back to what is true, 
and scripture reminds us of that. Just, you know, reading reading God's word is like, okay, this is the true reality, and whatever's going on in my head, or whatever the you know the narrative that Satan's got whirling around, like that's the lie, yeah. and I need to be reminded of what the truth is. Yeah, and I think in that way too, like you can sort of be thankful for this that this is happening in your life. I mean, I mean, it's hard to be thankful for anxiety, but like the fact that it keeps you coming back to God and you like in a lot of ways I feel like it just compels me to open the Bible because I'm like Lord give me comfort like yeah, tell me what you have to say on it um, yeah and I'm like in that way I'm thankful for it because mm. it keeps me like yeah coming mm. back to God for sure yeah it reminds me of that passage in some old fact check me maybe Corinthians where Paul says um, three times I cried out Lord take you know take this away from me and talking about the thorn in his flesh um, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I don't know if that resonates, but like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, thinking about kind of more recent, you know, more recently in your in your faith walk, have, have there been things um, that, you know, that God's been kind of speaking to you? You know, what, what's been a, a recent kind of, you know, thing that God's been, uh, you know, working or, or moving in you or, or giving you a, you know, a vision of stuff that, that he wants to, do you have a sense of what God wants to do in you now or what, he, or what he might already be doing in you or teaching you? I mean, yeah, like direction and what we should be doing is definitely a current thing that we're praying about. Um, but as far as recent things he's taught us, um, I think in parenting, like, God teaches you a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, like, it's important to pursue him in how you parent and, like, what he wants you to do. Um, I guess a recent example of that is, um, you know, a little while back I was sort of, like, struggling with, you know, like, toddlers and sharing and stuff and, um, you know... Rock's got a bit more of a timid personality, so I would find we would, like, visit with people and the other kids didn't want to share and I'd, you know, get annoyed about it and be like, oh, well, should he be forced to share? Like, if they're not going to share and just that, like, kind of negative attitude. But it was on my heart a lot and I was thinking, like, oh, okay, well, maybe God wants to, like, speak to me on it. And so I was looking up, you know what the Bible says about sharing and I was just like yeah absolutely yes like it doesn't matter if other people are sharing like yeah. it is just such an instruction from God that we're sharing and teaching our kids to share mm. and like without holding back and mm. yeah I think that's been a really good one that's just been practical yeah. and yeah just really wonderful to go like yeah, God's like given us instructions on that kind of stuff as well. So, if you've got a poster above Rocco's bed, it is better to give than to receive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe we should do that. <laughs> Tim, what about for you? Um, have there been any um, Rocco's having a little wander over there? Um, have there been, a, what's God teaching you at the moment? What's on your heart? What's something that you feel like He is kind of doing or, or in you? calling you to 
Well, I suppose it's the parenting thing. Um, not, not that it's unimportant, it's just that she's already spoken about it. Um, beyond that, I think I've been reading a lot just about um, the, the full extent of what Jesus, Jesus did for us. There is life and death and resurrection and I think just being able to dig a bit deeper into that beyond just the obvious service level understanding and um, yeah, just fully being able to appreciate like who Jesus was in relation to God and just how hard what he did was for him being separated completely and by, for people who don't like him. So yeah, I think that's that's been something I've been able to look into a bit recently and I don't know, just kind of like the light coming a bit brighter with knowledge or understanding of that. It's been really good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, that's great. And I mean, it's it's a good invitation for anyone. If you don't know what to don't know what to be reading at the moment, or don't know what to reflect on, and reflecting on on Jesus' life and death, and it's a great place to <laughs> always always a wealth. Um, yeah, just a deep well of learning and, and you know stuff that that we can just yeah learn from. Um, well, as we close up. How can we, uh, how can we be praying for you guys? I'd love to pray for you now. Um, you mentioned Rach for direction, um, and that you guys are kind of, you know, is there is there anything specific around that? Is there other things that you'd like us to, that we can be praying for you guys as a family? Um, I don't know. I guess just that we're open to hearing God's voice and that we're obedient in following His lead. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Tim, that comes to mind for you guys in this season, or? No, I agree with Rich. <laughs> <laughs> what she said. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, if you guys wouldn't mind joining uh, me, we'll just pray for Tim and Rach, Rocco and Rosa, um, and just thank, thank God for their life. Um, yeah, just uphold them in prayer. Heavenly Father, I do just want to thank you, uh, Lord, for Tim and Rach. Thank you for the testimony of yeah, your your hand in their life, that you have called them by name, Lord, that you um, yeah, have called them into your kingdom. You call them your children, your beloved ones, and I just thank you that they have yeah, um, grabbed onto that gift that you offer them, Lord, the gift of grace, and they are, are living in pursuit of you, Jesus. Father, we do just thank you for for Tim, for the way that you have formed him. Thank you for the seeds of faith uh, given to him by his family and, and, and those who mentored him and discipled him, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for um, the gift of, of parenthood, um, for being able to, yeah, to plant those seeds for his kids, to to be a model of prayer, to be a model of, um, of, of obedience to you. Lord, we ask that you would grant him, yeah, just wisdom and discernment as he trains up his children in, uh, in your word, as he trains up um, Rocco and Rosa to, lo- to love you and to know you. Lord, we do just ask that you would, yeah, just give him, yeah, just uh, energy and, and strength and, and wisdom to do that well. Lord, we pray for Rach. Lord, we just thank you for her life. Thank you that you have brought her into your into your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for 
yeah, those, those influential people, thank you for that youth leader who really, um, yeah, just was instrumental in, in her journey to you, Lord, and her family as well. Father, we thank you just for, um, yeah, for the incredible ways that she uh, is already, well, not, not necessarily consciously, but, but for the way that she models um, your faithfulness to her children. Lord, thank you for, yeah, just that massive impact that just um, being present, being um, around, just pouring out love and, and giving of herself in the wee hours of the morning and um, at all other times, Lord, um, thank you that, that you form, that you are and have formed her character through just that sacrificial act of, of mothering. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen her for that, Lord. Um, and Jesus, we just pray for discernment as um, as these guys continue to, to surrender their lives to you and ask you, Lord, where are you taking us? What are you doing in us? What, you know, where do you want us to be, to be serving? How do you want us to be to be loving those that you put in our path, Lord, I pray, Jesus, that you would just grant them wisdom, all wisdom, Lord, to yeah, to know and courage to submit, Lord, when you when you say go, or when you say do this, or when you say um, listen and be still and don't do anything, Lord, that you would give them um, courage to submit to whatever it is that you're calling them to do and obedience to to follow your voice. I just lift um. Yeah, lift up them to you and just, yeah, thank you for the courage and sharing and, and yeah, just opening up to us today. Amen. Thanks, guys. You can get off the hot seat and go and join the congregation. Um, Daryl, time check.